Mike is an amazing uh, man of God and a friend. Um, he has uh, had the opportunity to plant churches all around the world, specifically just in Haiti. Uh, over 2,000 churches were planted, um, and uh, much of it uh, off of the man of peace model. Um, he is an incredible discipler, but it's what God is doing is, is the Lord had him release that ministry. It's what God is doing in the United States, and things are getting ready to explode and are exploding with, with the ministry that uh, he is doing here in the United States, uh, in the Appalachians, and, and everything that God's called him to do there. So if you wouldn't mind sharing just an incy-wincy bit on that as well, Mike. So, hey, reach out your hands this morning. Yeah, come on. Let's thank the Lord for him. He's in. So, Father, just reach out your hands with me. Holy Spirit, we just uh, position our hearts to receive this morning. Lord, I, I just thank you for the seeds that are going to be planted. I thank you for the people that are going to come free today. I thank you they're going to leave here free. And the Holy Spirit, I just thank you. Just anoint his words, and we just receive him as our brother. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Uh, so good to be with you guys. So it, it's really hard for me to do introductions. Uh, my, our team at the well, which is the, the church we're the apostolic team leaders of, they don't let me do any introductions. They don't let me... Um, they don't let me welcome people because it is so hard when I get the mic, I just have to go right into what God has given me. But I'm going to do my best to refrain. Um, Melissa, if it is possible, if you, if you guys want to come back. But yeah, so I have one of my good friends, Mr. Brandon Horde, his wife, lovely Nora, with us today. Uh, they pastored a church in our hometown and God has just connected our hearts and and. If you guys are familiar with our building out of our new building, these are, these are the guys actually making that happen. So, and then I have my lovely daughter, Gracie, with me. Yes, it's so awesome when she gets to, to travel with us. We have, if you want to put my picture up there, uh, that's the, my son and my other daughter, uh, Joshua, up there. He's 19, my other daughter's in Children's Church, I suppose. And then most of you guys know my lovely wife, Andrea. So, yes, one of uh, my best intercessors. So there's a, there's a whole lot that, um, do we have a drummer? He's coming. That's so awesome. Uh, thanks. So if you have, how many of y'all have notebooks and pencils to take notes with? That's wonderful. You're probably not going to need those this morning. So there's, a, there's times when, uh, when, when I come to places and I'm to teach and to unlock mindsets. But this series is on encountering Jesus, I believe is the title of it. Uh, but I want us to go into one long encounter this morning. And if Holy Spirit will do us, I mean, only he can do this. I can't talk you into it. I can't grab you by the hand and lead you into it. But I feel God's kind of given an assignment to us this morning. And what I saw when I first came in, tell you what, can you, can you kind of start to give me just a slow beat, almost like a, a war drum, but really slow, like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, just let that go about that speed. I feel like Holy Spirit's going to take us into something. 
And if your intercessors are here, I know you're praying, but I want you to really begin to engage. I feel like today is going to be one activation in the spirit for some of you guys. It's going to be a reawakening for some of you all. But what I was seeing when Christy came and shared her word, wherever she's at, that uh, she used the word ascend higher, I believe it was. Well, I had already heard that this morning. And I've been up praying. I've, I've, I've kind of wrestled with this, uh, where we were going to go and what it was going to look like. I tried to put together some scriptures, not very successfully, I might add. Uh, but last night in my dreams, there was a dark figure just come in front of me in the form of a man, but in, in a man. And it submitted to every command in the name of Jesus. So let me toss that out there. But nonetheless, it was there. It was in my face. It was undeniable. Andrea also had an encounter uh, with, with some uh, uh, religious and uh, child trafficking type things going on, uh, a form of prostitution. But when she was sharing to me, I felt like it was religious prostitution um, and, and physical as well. But, but there was just this, this, when she's telling me I'm feeling the sliminess of that encounter and what happens those type things begin to to root in a city begin to root in an area and and it begins to marry in with the religious spirit and it feels really slimy spiritually now I'm describing the dark stuff yes we're gonna we're gonna uh, when when God begins to take us into his heavenly presence like what we've been in this morning it is from that place and only from that place do we begin to engage in things around us. I'm going to read you, well, let me tell you this. When I first walked in this morning, I saw a large sword in the spirit. And this sword, y'all know, know what, we used to call it a whitrock. You know, my dad had those he'd sharpen his knife with. That's our, our East Tennessee term. I don't know, I guess whitstone or something. But anyway, I saw Holy Spirit. He has been sharpening one side of that blade. And I felt him say he pulled off the field, if you will, one side of the blade as it was being sharpened. If you have still been yielding the other side of the blade. And I felt the Lord say that he was restoring both the goodness and the severity over the city of Springfield. That the goodness has been yielded. But I'm going to read you what I wrote down just a moment ago. You can speed up that, that war drum just a little bit, a little harder, a little more aggressiveness. And uh, I want you guys, especially the intercessors, just to begin to come into this realm. If you are unfamiliar, I want you just to begin to close your eyes and just begin to yield to the Holy Spirit. But I felt the Lord say that we're going to go uh, on a journey around this city with some declarations this morning. And we're doing this through the Lord, with the Lord, and what He's saying over the area. Um, for I've called you as a city keeper. Do not forget the days of my power, for I've declared among you a divine reset. For my love compels my action. My love compels you into a new calibration of my spirit. 
For you see a crossroads in the natural, but I've not called you to turn to the left nor to the right, for I've called you to ascend and see your city once again from my perspective. For I've given you a demo permit to tear down and rebuild according to my heavenly codes. Let's just begin. If you want to stand, I just want you to stand with me. If, if you want to sit, sit with me. But we're just going to go into just a time of prayer and just pray as Holy Spirit takes us. Um, and some of you guys, you may move into your own personal encounter out of this corporate. Go into it. Don't, don't stop. Just let the Holy Spirit begin to take you in to a personal encounter. But some of you guys, especially the intercessors, I feel God's going to link us together uh, spiritually like only He can do. And let us begin to ascend and see over this city and see what God is wanting to root out and to remove. Not all things get to remain as though they were. Some things don't get reformed. They simply get removed. But we're going to begin to tear down some things in the Spirit. But then as we move deeper into this we're going to begin to just declare what God is building what he is saying over this city you are a gatekeeper and that just keeps ringing in my ears you are a gatekeeper remember you are a gatekeeper it is who you are it is who I've declared you to be it is why I planted you in this region and I caused your roots to go so deep down into the soil so that when these times arise you will not waver to the left and you will not waver to to write. Yes, I have allowed you to be bent to where you felt like you would break, but I am the one that keeps you. Do not forget, I am the one that keeps you, but I am also coming with a refiner's fire in your mouth, and I'm reigniting your voice to a greater degree in this city, for I see among you there are things that have been spoken. I see among you there are things that have been summoned to tear you down, but not tear you down in a moment but to wear you down. But I'm coming today with strength in my breath and I'm breathing life into you once again and I'm causing you to rise up. I'm causing you to stand up once again for you're not called to be bent over, but I'm causing you to straighten up in the Spirit for I've installed in you a strength and a tenacity that will not allow you to quit. So rise up in my strength and use the permit that I've given you and begin to reform the things in your city for you are a prophetic voice to your city do not let it become silent do not let it yield quietly but speak from the housetops speak from the rooftops speak into the systems do not bend to the left do not bend to the right but stand up and declare what my word has said Oh, Holy Spirit, take us in right now. Take us in right now. As my sister, I think she saw winds or something a moment ago. But what I see is like a, an upside-down tornado. And I see the angels of heaven running around this city. And it is causing a wind. It is causing a wind. But I hear them saying, weary ones arise. Weary ones arise. Weary ones arise. Begin to arise. God's taking us around this city. Some of you guys, he's going to begin to show specific businesses, specific seers to begin, specific areas to begin to pray over and to agree life into. Holy Spirit, come and take us right now. Take us into a corporate encounter right now, Lord. Cause us to ascend. Begin to draw us up to a higher place right now. Open our eyes in the Spirit right now that we may behold the ruling Christ Jesus over Springfield where He rules and He reigns over this city. For this city has not been given away, nor is the power of Christ.
but there is a restoration of the voice of the righteous ones rising from all areas, all corners of this city. I see them arising. I see them arising, and I see these new connections God is beginning to make. Even young babies I see arising, but they are speaking with the love of God over Springfield. From the very womb, they're coming forth marked as destined ones. So do not fear, for the Lord says, I've not let this next generation go. In fact, I'm causing them to rise up. They are marked from the womb. They are not accidents, but they are divinely destined ones that will carry the legacy into the next generations. Holy Spirit, take us now. Take us now, Father. begin to lift your voice. I want y'all just begin to pray in the Spirit right now. Begin to pray in the Spirit. Let Holy Spirit take us in right now. Let Him take us in. Come on, lift your voice right now. We're not letting go of this moment. This is a marked kingdom moment. Father, let that fire on the ground begin to increase and begin to fuel it with the oil of heaven right now, God. Let it begin to increase right now. Some of you guys are seeing good, godly things. Some of you others are seeing some wicked things. And just begin to renounce those things right now. Lord is letting us see the good things over the city. He's not denying the wicked. But if something is gripping you, trying to stop you from lifting up your voice, now that thing shall break off of you. It's going to break off of some of you all right now. Father, we pray over the city government over the city government, over the county governments right now, God. God, I pray for righteousness to come. Come on, keep this going. We can pray over the government without bowing down or backing up. We can pray over it in righteousness right now. This is not a left thing and a right thing. This is a righteous thing. Holy Spirit, we lift up the city government right now, God. I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you begin to touch, Lord, the leaders of this city, oh God. God, that you begin to melt their hearts in your hand, God. May they fall in love with you, Father. And God, the mindsets, the enemy, the thoughts of the enemy that's trying to invade many of our leaders, our city leaders' minds, God. We pull out those wicked thoughts, God. God, the demonic agenda, we declare shall not, shall not spring forth in Springfield, Lord. But there's a springing forth of righteousness in the land. God, in the city government, God, righteousness rising up, God. In the county government, righteousness rising up, Father. And those that have the voice of righteous, God, Lord, that you would baptize them with wisdom right now, God. The heavenly wisdom, God, to begin to lead so well, God, that Springfield marks the map of a place, God, that is goodly, that is godly, that is hosting a visitation from the Lord and becoming a habitation, Father. I thank you, God. Come on, just begin to pray. This is not a spectator. Begin to pray. I want you pressing in this morning. Pressing in for this morning. And some of you guys, if you don't understand, God's got encounters for you. He's got encounters for you. And he's going to begin to bring you into those. Sometimes you just drop into them. But other times he just leads you ever so slowly into it. Just allow him. Holy Spirit, take us by the hand. Just invite him to take you by the hand. Begin to open your eyes right now. As we're praying over the city, some of you guys are beginning to receive family, family names. I want you to begin to intercede over those family bloodlines, over those family bloodlines. Begin to pray over them. Specific names. Maybe you need to pray over your family bloodline. Dedicate it to the Lord. 
dedicate it to the Lord. Holy Spirit. Right now, God, in the Spirit, we confront the gateways of the enemy in this town, Father. We confront it right now, the gateways of the enemy, Lord, that would dare rise its head up against the Christ, the Son of the living God. Lord, I pray over every house of witchcraft in this area right now, God. Every coven right now in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, Holy Spirit, that you would invade with the love of heaven, Lord. God, as even they're calling on dark powers, may you enter that place, God. May they, may your love be poured out upon them, God. May their eyes behold you and know that you have not rejected them, Lord. God, but in fact, you are drawing them unto yourself, Father. Lord, let the hearts turn from darkness, God. Let the hearts turn from darkness, Father. God, every witch, every warlock, God, every Satanist, God, we call them in, Lord. We call them in from all directions to come under the house of the Lord that healing and favor may be found in Christ Jesus, Lord. God, those that would try to send curses, we bless them with the love of God. We bless them with the peace of God. Lord, may you pour out upon them, Lord, and turn their family bloodlines to you. Come on, just hear the sound of heaven. Hear the voice of heaven, what he's speaking over your city, what he's speaking over the families in your city. Let's see it from a higher perspective. Let's see it from a higher place. in this house right now. Lord, five-fold ministry callings that have been pushed down by rejection and shame and by religious systems, God. Lord, unlock those. Unlock those, God. Restore the voice of righteousness in your people that you've called, God. God, bring them out of silence, God. Bring them out of silence, Lord. Bring them forth, Holy Spirit. something the Lord showed me about East Tennessee and in the valley of East Tennessee I was I was taken and I saw this dry dusty valley you could just stomp the ground and dust would come up I mean it was it was a place of just barrenness and I was dropped there and I knew it was the valley of East Tennessee and the wind started to blow the dust it was like a storm of dust it was so hard to see and in that moment it was so hard to see it almost felt like it was something bad 
I mean, it just it's, it was hard. It was hard to, to be in that area. I know it was spiritual, but yet there was a physical. It was hard to stand there. The wind was blowing, one direction just blowing, and the dust, it was like a sandstorm just beating and beating. But I felt inside Holy Spirit saying, agree with the wind. Agree with the wind. Don't resist it. Agree with the wind. And I, and I came into agreement with it. And it was as if I stopped fighting it and started to flow with the wind. And it was like the agreement was bringing life to the wind. I wasn't resisting anymore. God gave me a different perspective. What I actually thought was bad was actually a sent from heaven wind to remove the dust. And it was like as the wind continued to blow, the dust was less and less. And there was hard ground. It wasn't feeling like it was sandy any longer. There was a, a, a hard ground. And then all of a sudden, it was like the last bit of dust was blown away. And I saw under the dust these large coats. They were long coats. And the wind caught them and lifted them up. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, These are the mantles that religion has tried to put down. They've tried to hide. But I'm causing these mantles of what was to be taken on by a new generation. And at that moment, it was like, Come forth, people of God, and receive the mantling of the Lord. The mantlings of the Lord coming upon this generation. And I feel like Holy Spirit is wanting to mantle some of you all in here this morning. Some Holy Spirit is mantling you with gifts of the Spirit. But I also hear the Lord saying, I am mantling many. I am mantling many in this hour. You look in the mirror and you disqualify yourself. But I, the Lord, have called you to stand up and take on my mantling. Holy Spirit, we just release the mantling of the Lord in this place right now. If God has called you and you don't feel like you have fully stepped into all that He has for you right now, even if you've been walking in this thing for 15 years, but you feel like you've not reached it yet to where you're fully embracing the mantle of the Lord. Now is the time. Lay hold to that mantle. He is mantling many of you afresh right now. Don't turn your head away from the mantling of the Lord. Don't turn away in fear. Don't turn away in shame. Don't turn away in the fear of what it may cost you. It is who you are. Many of you, it is who you are. Don't worry about how it will be expressed through your life. Just receive the mantling of the Lord. Father, I bless callings in this place right now. Divine callings, Lord. Father, mantle the apostles in this house. Mantle the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers. God, mantle them right now, Lord. Even those that have disqualified themselves and alienated themselves in their own mind. Holy Spirit, bring them near to receive the mantling of the Lord. It's like in the Spirit I still see some of you trying to hide your head. But I see the Lord's finger. 
coming and he's putting it on your heart right now. You may even begin to feel a physical sensation right in the center of your chest. But it is like the finger of the Lord. He is touching you almost physically so that you will know that this mantling, it is for you. Keep praying. Come on, keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Holy Spirit is wanting us to live in this place. For this moment, to be in this place. what he's doing. Don't resist anything. If you can hear this, wonderful. Andrew and I laid over there somewhere for a few hours. We, we walked back over and we tried to go to sleep. And then Sunday morning came. At the place I was at, I was already checked out already moving into the next thing because I was so driven and moving into the next place I knew it was going to be a wonderful service but I was still, my mind was being drawn I, I lived most of my life unable to enjoy the moment because I was so driven for the next one we came into service a few rows back over there to sing I believe it was good good father and as soon as we start as soon as she began to sing I began to weep not just a few tears but a full stream running down my neck in my shirt and that was so unusual for me and my legs I began to just tremble I was just shaking 
and I was weeping, but I was so caught up, good, good father. And the next thing I know, I, I hit my knees. I'm weeping and I'm shaking, and then I'm on my face. And while I'm on my face, the Holy Spirit flashed memories. So it was like I landed in a memory. I can't tell you one memory I went into that day. It was like God so healed it at that moment. It's even hard to find. But I would land in that memory. And there was followed that memory. There was lies that were revealed. And then it was as if I was being electrocuted so powerfully that my body would shake and it hurt. It was like in the memory lies and electricity surging. And when it was like the point, I felt like I couldn't take it any longer. I saw an angel standing over me, glowing with like this color of gold and white, just glowing. And But the only thing I could bring into full focus was like an old farm pitcher, a basin and a pitcher that you would pour it over your hands to wash your hands. And it was laced in like, like gold all over it. And when the electricity was so violently coming through my body, this angel reached out and began to pour this over me. And this liquid, as it hit my body, it was like there was no cell it didn't touch. It went all through my whole body. And words, I can't put into words how that felt. And then boom, I was in another memory, more lies, more electricity, more of this stuff being poured over me. And this cycle for about 30 minutes. And when I stood up from that encounter, my life was forever changed. In a moment was forever. My perception was changed. I mean, completely changed from what I thought life was about, what I thought ministry was about. Then we go to Ruby Tuesdays. Right after that, we were there yesterday. Several people are at our table. I don't remember everybody that was there because I'm still shaken to my very core of what had just happened. And I remember Steve looking at me and saying, there's another encounter now. And Isa spoke that there would be, I think, three major encounters coming. But he said, one of them is now. And he got up and walked around. We're in Ruby Tuesdays. In my world, we don't do this. And he comes up behind me, you know, starts with the shoulder rub. Everybody's got the, the Steve shoulder rub, I'm sure. It's glorious and makes you relax. And then, boom, the moment you relax, things happen. And he put his hand on my chest and said, I rebuke the religious chameleon shape-shifting spirit out of your life. And there was an explosion left my chest at that moment. And I heard the words that I was taught for years. These are those words. Fly whatever flag is necessary to accomplish the mission. 
It wasn't intended to be like that, but it was like that. Basically, because we led this mission, we had all kinds of denominations come to us. And because I stepped into this ministry, not even knowing who I was as a son, then I tried to be like them. I tried to be like them. And I tried to be like them. Disguising it religiously that I would make them feel more comfortable. That's how twisted the enemy worked in my mind. So I couldn't be me because they may be uncomfortable with who I am. So therefore, I laid aside my identity and took on their identity and took on their identity till I was schizophrenic in my mind because I lost who I was. So when he spoke those words, I heard that phrase, leave me, lift me. It was gone. And then I realized, oh, wow, how my mind was supposed to be because all of that was against me to cloak who God had called me to be. Every encounter that you have that is for you personally unlocks another dimension, another understanding of who God's called you to be. Our calling, it's not like we just know it all instantly. It's a process of joyful discovery. And we're like, wow, God, this amazes me. And then every time we, we glimpse Him, encounter Him, it unlocks further who He is as our dad, as a good father. And that in turn unlocks more of who we are as good sons and daughters. It's just amazing. I'm going to try to unlock this show you guys something I think you guys can rest for a few minutes if you want to uh. so slide number one I'm just going to give you a couple of things I promise I'm not going to stay in this I'm going to give you a quick rundown of just a few things. And I know right now, some of you guys are, are in some good moments. If you're just having some type of godly moment, just, just wave at me a little bit. Surely two or three of you are wonderful. If you, now, now listen, I expect complete, total honesty. Okay, this is where I live. If you're having a struggle, as if something is trying to stop you, I want you to wave at me. Brutal honesty, come on. Brutal honesty, okay. Help me jump in here, Holy Spirit, somewhere. You can put that John 3, 8, part B up for me. Now, I know the whole verse, and I know the context. I'm just giving you this to shorten it. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The word manifested there is, is appear, to reveal, to openly see, uh, openly experience. It carries a lot of words with it. But when we encounter Jesus, in, in whatever context of encounter, like when the angel came, oh yeah, the, the liquid he poured over me, I knew was God took his love and turned it into a liquid and baptized me in it. 
I didn't have a grid for that terminology, but I knew that's what it was. And that, his love changed me. Now, it was an angelic encounter, but it revealed the goodness of the Father and the redemption of the Son and was carried about by the Holy Spirit. I mean, it was an encounter that you can't say was just Jesus or just the Father, Holy Spirit. Or it certainly wasn't about the angel. The angel was glorious, but like there was nothing drawn Drawing me to the angel, it was, it was just like, you know, sometimes we think about that and we think what it would be to see an angel. It's like the angel was a part of that encounter, but the central focus was the goodness of God. It just, it was so different to me. So um, for this purpose, the Son of God was revealed appeared, manifested that he might destroy. That encounter revealed the goodness of God to me. That in the revealing of the goodness, it exposed this mindset. And the very core of the deception of the mindset, fly whatever flag is necessary. That was the phrase that, that encapsulated the stronghold of drivenness in my life. Before then, I honestly thought and spoke that my drivenness was a gift of God until I realized it was a demonic spirit. And that encounter with the Lord through the angel revealed the very nature. So Christ manifested to destroy, literally meaning to untie or to loose something that has been tied up, been bound up, or been secured by something good or bad. Literally, Jesus appeared and untied the stronghold of the enemy. He destroyed that by an encounter. At that point, I mean, I'd, I've re- I'd read his word. I'd been a believer for 15 or, or active in ministry for maybe 15 years, 16 years at that point. And I was so bound. It wasn't until that encounter that set me free. I could quote scripture, I could preach, I could minister. I'd been all over various parts of the world, hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds, well, thousands at that point of churches had been planted. God used me, of course. It wasn't like intellectually I tried to manipulate. It was a deception That when Jesus manifested a spiritual encounter, he untied a work of the enemy. A work being a plan, a scheme, a purpose to bring something about. The enemy had done a work in my life through building a household of lies. But an encounter set me free. An encounter. When I walked in that day, the only thing I heard was the song, the beginning of the song, Good, Good Father. It wasn't preaching, and I love preaching. It wasn't teaching. It wasn't Bible quoting, Bible memorization. All of those are wonderful things, but an encounter delivered me. An encounter untied something that had skewed my whole life. The works of the enemy was broken. That he might destroy the works of the devil. The slanderous one. 
the one who slanders us, the one who, who, who accuses us, the one who breaks our identities with his accusations. The accusations, you'll never be free. You can't do this. All of these various accusations that the enemy throws. Some of you guys haven't seen some of these pictures, but I'm going to share them quickly. Because when, when the encounters begin to happen, he elevates everything. He brings us into those higher places. You can put E-Voice up there. E-Voice, this young lady was paralyzed and mute in Haiti. And it was one of our great breakthrough miracles. She was carried into the church, and then she was carried out of the church. She wasn't healed there. We prayed for her for two hours, expecting. I mean, it's like I knew. Andrea knew. We all knew. She was going to walk. And I'll never forget, they carried her out and her toes were dragging in the dirt floor behind her, two tracks. And I thought, this is unjust. As we continued to pray each day for her, Andrea would go see her every day. It was like the fourth or the fifth day. She was fully healed and restored. Her legs got power back. She was mute and paralyzed. Mute and paralyzed. When we first saw her, they reported that, that she was walking. She was staggering. Couldn't. But she was smiling. She still couldn't speak. But we, we celebrated what we saw God doing. The church called an all-night praise and prayer service. Thanking God for that. We, it had removed. You, you could hear the enemy going, but she's not talking. She can't walk good, but we continue to celebrate. You see, when God brings you into an encounter, you don't, sometimes you just enter into it fully, boom, there it is. But many times it is an encounter that slowly develops over minutes, over hours, over days, and can be longer. Because as you honor what God is doing, that honor creates a further access into the more of what He's wanting to do. And then as you honor that, so, so encounters can last. You can go back into them at a later point in time. Because I don't know how God does it. He's God. He just does it. But I know that process of honor continues that encounter over and over. There are times when I'm in prayer and I think about that angel and it's as if in, as if in my spirit I can see that angel that love has never stopped pouring. It started with a drop and another drop. But as I honored that, as I started walking into it, now and that, that, that tank's low, it's like I can go sit and begin to meditate on the, the ways of the Lord and meditate on the Lord. And it's like I can feel that sometimes running on down my back. Because His love is a continual flow. E-Voice's encounter was over four to five days. And she ended up being a, a youth minister, helped cast demons out of I mean, She's ministering in Haiti now. It's an astounding thing. You see, your encounter is not always only for you. Your encounter many times is for you. As you step into your destiny, your destiny is literally linked with other people's destiny. Your encounters are literally what unlocks other people's encounters. So it is not selfish 
to want to encounter your good father, to encounter the Lord. It is not selfish. Encounters come through people. Many times godly experiential encounters come through people. My encounter came through what you all had developed here. It was easier for me to encounter the Lord in this place than it was other places because you honored the hosting of His presence. Your encounters, continually hosting Him, teaching, honoring Him, lifting Him up, created an environment and a culture of expectation that when I stepped into it, I was brought into an encounter. Many times when I'm speaking to someone, I am... I'm, I'm, I'm both talking to them and I'm present in the conversation, but also like discerning and actively communicating with the Holy Spirit is, am I to, to help cultivate an encounter in this conversation? Or am I to enter this conversation because their part of the conversation is unlocking something in me? I want to understand how God is positioning an encounter with people as well. Because Christ in them, the hope of glory, the revelation of Christ they carry may be what unlocks an encounter for me or what I carry may unlock an encounter for them. And being able to discern that, I think it is a, a drawing us into a, a greater place of maturity and understanding how we experience the Lord, how we have these encounters. That, that next slide there, this is a, a, a young lady, Mansa, in India. So I'd been going to India for a while, and we had a, a great church planting movement was running there. And I, I flew back over. I was supposed to have some guys going with me, and for whatever reason, they couldn't. I was the only person that went. And over a four-day time period, we did 24 services. And I mean, I, they just helped me to the bed, dropped me, came back in and helped me to the car. And when it, all I needed was just pointed in a direction and boom, just release it and then help me back to the car. Well, this was an open air meeting outside where this young lady was touched. That's just a picture of the pastors and leaders we were training. But because I had matured in the Lord. And this was my first time going back after having received several encounters from the Lord. I'm there, and I, I, I text the team in Tennessee, and I'm like, I need words of knowledge. I don't have time to pray. I'm sleeping. Because what's God wanting to do? So I relied on our intercessors and our team just so I could have a couple hours of rest. Now, before... I would have been like, Mike, you got to suck it up. you got to pray. you got to persevere. Because I wasn't as driven, I'm like, guys, i got to depend on you to tell me what God's wanting to do in this service while I get some physical rest. That, that, that wasn't computing well, but yet because of an encounter with the Lord, I realized he was going to touch people because he loved them because they were his, not because I stayed up in prayer based out of a fear model that he won't show up. So I'm like, I'm sleeping. You guys text me what God's wanting to do. I'll read it when I wake up. And sure enough, they gave me all of these words. We're at an un, untouched village, un, unreached village. And I get up and begin to minister. There's temples all around us, Hindu temples. And I just start reading off this list. Back up. 
I started with a creation message and walked all the way through. I just told the story. From creation all the way through Jesus, Jesus' commission to preach the gospel to the world. And I said, now, that's the message. But I'm going to ask Jesus to release signs and wonders among us to authenticate that message. And I got my phone out and I said, this is our friends in Tennessee. And they said, God's wanting to do this, this this and I read these things off while I'm reading things off I'm hearing people in another language screaming out shouting I'm looking at the pastor because at this point I don't know if it's demons manifesting or people getting healed and I'm like pastors if they're healed have them come up and this whole line began to form and I turned around to this this young girl she's just smiling you know wilding her little head and I'm the last to know because I can't speak the language and I'm like Pastor, what's going on with her? And they're like all clapping. Everybody's clapping. I still don't know. They're like, they all know her. She was born deaf. She can hear. So she was hearing. The next day, she was beginning to speak. I mean, words were coming out of her. It was astounding. And this was in front. I haven't given an altar call to receive Jesus. I'm just asking him to authenticate the message. So then I, I turn around and I see this little old guy and he's just walking across the stage just, just like this little frail guy. And I'm asking him, what's his story? And they said, he was in a house in his paralyzed bed, which he's been in for three and a half years. And when you said, do what you couldn't do before, he thought, I'll stand up. And he stood up, and then he said, you, you told them to come up here to testify. So he walked out of his house over to the crusade grounds and came up on the stage. It was amazing. So after we released a lot of these testimonies, I finally thought, be a good time to ask them if they want to believe in Jesus. And, of course, give an altar call, and just everybody's running to him. Hindu holy men are coming to the Lord. And I thought, that was the easiest ministry I'd ever done in my life. Before, it was about the preaching, the fasting, the praying, the preparation. And we still do those things, but we do it out of a heart, having received His love and His goodness. Transformed everything in my life. But I put, bring it back to a primary encounter right over there. I didn't come that day looking for an encounter. I was checked out. I was already on the plane or whatever, leaving, doing the next thing. But I walked in. God sets you up many times. It was one of my friends, we'll call him Frederick. I'd known Frederick about four years. And the first time Frederick walked into our brand new church plant... It was real easy to see because he was like one of three families. So he walks in and our prayer was, because we didn't have signs. Basically people had to find us or hear from God to come. We didn't have a, a campaign. We didn't market. We, we just got rid of our missions office and rented this little building. And we were just going to come together and pray. And one of the uh, two or three families that was with us invited them to come. So when I walk over to greet them... I shake the guy's hand, boom, 
and my eyes open in the spirit where I could see about this much of him in the spirit. And I saw this ravenous dog at me. So impacted me. I'm not generally a seer. You know, God can show me that. I usually know things. I don't see things. But it's so much when I shook his hand, I am faking this smile and wanting to turn loose of the handshake. Is how real what I was seeing was. All through the service, it, if I look over at him, I see this thing. And, and I ask God, no, I don't need to see demons. I don't want to. And I rarely do. But that day, I was seeing it. All through service, it is beginning to irritate me severely. I am ministering, and every time I look over there, I see this thing. And it's the only thing I can see is like this square. Everything else is completely normal. He's smiling. Everything's, you know, just cool. So I'm like, it's, it's altar time. I'm done. And I'm like, hey, guys, could I minister to you all? Because our prayer was every time somebody would come in, they would have a supernatural encounter with the Lord. We actively pursued that. Our intercessions carried that. We were strategic in that. If new people sat down, people were praying for them at that moment to encounter the Lord. Not planning how to get them back for the next service. Not looking to touch them four more times with the church growth program. Yes, we love them and we plan for that. I understand that. But... We wanted them to have an encounter. It was the primary thing that we lift Jesus up, they encounter him. So I'm like, guys, can I minister to you all? Sure, they come up, it's still happening. And as I'm walking up to him, I am thinking, I am just going to lay hands and command that thing to leave. And about the time I start to do this, I reach out and I just hug him, pull his head on my shoulder. And the Lord starts giving me these words of healing to him. And the next thing I know, he falls on his face. He's a good Calvinist boy. He falls on his face. And he is weeping under the power of God. God so touched him and began to heal him. I didn't see the dog anymore. Let's fast forward about four years. Four years. He's been with us all this time, but he's struggling. And he came in one time to sit down with me, and he felt such anger that he, he's like, I, I, I got to go. I can't do this. I can't do this. I said, it's okay. We don't force an encounter on anybody. It's okay. So God still loves him. God's still healing him. I kept praying around the specific area of his life. Well, just a few months ago, I get a message Hey, Fredericks, on your calendar, um, how many people do you want to be in the meeting with you? And I said, give us four people, myself and three other people's a team to minister to him. I thought, he's coming for deliverance. Well, he walks in, and of course, when we do deliverance, we've got everything set up. We've, we've structured everything well. He goes, well, I guess, uh, I guess you're expecting something more than I am. I thought... I said, I thought you wanted to come for deliverance. He's like, man, I just wanted to come and chat with you. I haven't got to talk to you in a while. I'm like, oops, well, have a seat. So he came in. He is frustrated at that moment because I was thinking one thing, and he's thinking just want to catch up. Well, we start talking. It's a crazy story, and I'll, I'll finish up with this. He had been struggling 
in this area. Not He wasn't participating in occult stuff, but he was still playing some very borderline games. And we had gone back and forth about that. Well, he sits down, and I feel Holy Spirit telling me to provoke him, to push him. I was so uncomfortable at provoking him. And, but Holy Spirit wouldn't let me back up because I'm like, you're doing this. You're bringing this on yourself. And it's like, I want to back up and let him respond. Holy Spirit's like, keep pushing. I'm like, like I, am, I am beating up my friend with my words, but in a godly context. And he goes, you got to stop. And I said, that's what I'm going after right there. And the next thing I know, boom, there was a full-blown demonic manifestation of course we bound that stuff and he looked at me and he says last week I got sent a, a, a newspaper article from the 1930s and he said my family was known as uh, I'm going to say it this way the granny choking Fredericks like choking choking what happened supposedly in a, a, a quote healing evangelist came into town in this other state and his family was there and uh, this was in 1920s, 30s and supposedly one of the sons got the supernatural ability to read and as he began to read the Bible to the family Granny volunteers to be the first human sacrifice to God. They built an altar and they sacrificed Granny. They choked her to death on the altar. When they were getting ready to make her a burnt offering to God, the police burst in and arrested them all. So from that time onward, everybody in that bloodline was known as the Granny Choking Fredericks. They were ridiculed everywhere they went. Most of them left the town. Well, as he told me that, I said, man, let's just break that off of your life. That's not the testimony of God over your family bloodline. So we just, we just renounced that statement. We renounced everything associated with it. And we just affirmed God's blessing over that bloodline. And when we did that, boom, that thing broke off of him and left him. There's literally been a physical transformation in his life. I mean, the spiritual was astounding. But literally, over the next two weeks, he lost like 15 pounds, not even trying to. And now he is coming up being one of our top deliverance people over our six teams. It's outstanding. That's why I so believe in encounters. When Jesus appears, when Jesus manifests himself, he unties the works of the enemy. The, the, the tying was the guilt and the shame that was associated with being a member of that family. Because of that act that was, of course, demonic, that act brought upon a label. And people reinforced that label by going, look at them. Look at them. That's who they are. And it created this whole stronghold in a family that literally began to deny their identity. God restored identity in that young man. Let's go ahead and stand on our feet. And I have a whole lot more things I was going to share, but hey, it's okay. As we've been in here, if you have really 
felt the Holy Spirit. I'm going to speak to the first group first. If you have really felt Holy Spirit drawing you into an encounter, a godly encounter, I want you to make your way to the altar. And if if you have been in here and you have felt just resistance in your mind, flashes of thoughts coming through your head, if you have seen images, I'm going to tell you this. As you guys can start making your way down. And when I come to pray for you, I want you to tell me. I want you to let me know. I feel God just giving me an encounter. Uh, and if you feel great resistance, I want you to tell me that too because I know how to pray. My early days in the Lord, we were in a great tent revival, lasted for a few years, and a movement came out of that. I would sit in that service. I was a deacon, and I would sit in service after service. And when the pastor got up to minister, while he was preaching, I would see like demonic creatures biting his head off. I would see images like if I looked at the front, if I looked at the stage, it would look like a massacre took, took place on that stage. I thought if people knew what was going through my mind, they would think I was crazy. I'm a deacon. I'm a preacher. But yet I'm battling this. So that's why I say, if, if you see things like that, if you hear thoughts, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to live that way. An encounter with the living Christ sets you free. But you need to specifically tell the source of that thought to get out. That's what we did. That labeling over the Frederick's bloodline, we broke that. Said they will no longer be known as this but they will be known as worshipers of God, as holy, healthy sons and daughters. And that affirmation of who God had called them to be replaced that negative stuff, and it was broke, and it was gone. Phil, if you want to make your way up, I'm going to just begin to pray over all of you all, and then... Andrew and I and anybody else who wants to join us that feel says it's good can join us in praying for you. But we will begin to pray over you individually. Holy Spirit, these that you are drawing, ask that you just come now and begin to touch them very deeply. Lord, you know what's happening right now in their hearts, their minds, their lives. And I pray, Father, that they begin to have these divine encounters with you. And Lord, I pray over those that the enemy is trying to work through right now. In the name of Jesus, expose every demonic working in their life. Every spirit specifically assigned them, I bind you right now. And put you in torment. And I release the blessings of God over their lives. Holy Spirit, cause Christ to manifest right now. And untie 
the works of the enemy. Untie right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I speak to the thought patterns that's been tied up and I untie those and sever those in the name of Jesus. Every occult tie, I sever it in the name of Jesus. Every tie of abuse, trauma, we sever it in the name of Jesus. Lord, and just release your healing grace over them right now. Lord, words that's been over their bloodlines and over their families right now. Word curses that's spoken over them. I break those off in the name of Jesus and I declare that is not who you are but you are sons and daughters of the most high God who is loved and been restored and brought near by the blood of Jesus Father we untie the works of the enemy right now Lord in Jesus name